You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. himself bun b you know got himself in a situation these past few this past few days news broke out that um around 5:45 in a, in a nighttime there was an intruder at his home and his wife answered the door not knowing that it was an intruder and thinking that it was a possible delivery that they were waiting for unfortunately found a masked man holding a gun on the other side so the intruder demanded valuables and um his wife bun b's wife offered up their her audi in the garage somehow some way bun b heard all this commotion upstairs once he heard the commotion he grabbed his gun and confronted the intruder as he was getting into the audi a shootout between the two ensued and the intruder ran away leaving his gun behind uh so we're, we're you know some reports have been said that the the intruder ended up checking in at a houston hospital with a gunshot wound on his shoulder so the man was treated and then he was arrested for two counts of aggravated robbery with a weapon and one count of burglary. So first and foremost, shout out to Bun B, shout out to his family. Glad to see that there wasn't anything that was serious. I mean, it was a very serious moment, but just glad to see that it didn't go south. Glad to see that no one from his family was harmed in this uh, potential home invasion. Um, luckily, the um, intruder tried to just grab what he can get. And I, I, it's just good that his wife, Queenie, didn't get hurt at all in this whole thing. I mean, she was, you know, of course, scared. Anybody be scared if they got, you know, they held at gunpoint. But Bun B just proving that he is one of the trill OGs of this time. He's, you know, the last of a dying breed that raps what they are. Yeah, he, you know, his raps is, is somewhat of a... Uh, a uh, representation of who he is as a person, as a real OG. And when he said he trill, he meant it. He was trill. And that intruder learned the hard way how trill Bum B is. So, you know, this is one of those situations that normally don't end like this, um, where the owner of the home ends up being the hero and, you know, luckily not getting anyone uh, of their family hurt in the process. Uh, I know gun advocates are going to, you know, wave their pom-pom saying, hey, this is why, this is why we need to protect our rats. This is why we need to have every single gun in our disposal because that's who we represent. We represent the Second Amendment and the Second Amendment tells us that we can do this or do that or grab this or grab that for our protection. No, 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 no. This is a very rare occasion that an event like this a potential home invasion like this ends well. Usually it doesn't end well because, uh, you know, the homeowner sometimes doesn't know that it's an intruder uh, that's in their home or not. Sometimes a homeowner will shoot a family member because they think it's an intruder. So usually these things don't end very well. This is, you know, one rare occasion that it does. So, you know, I would say let's just pump the brakes, gun advocates, and uh, let's reel it back and let's just be happy that in this situation, uh, a family wasn't, harm wasn't brought to a family. So let's just give credit for that 
and let's just pump the brakes on the uh, whole, you know, right to own firearms. Usually it does not. Check the statistics. It usually does not end like this. Shout out to Bun B though. I'm glad that he did, you know, him and his family is safe. As a sports fan, one of my favorite times of the year is obviously the NBA playoffs. This year, we have no LeBron. This is the first time I think LeBron James has ever missed the playoffs. But now we have a lot of the future up-and-coming stars featured in a lot of these earlier rounds. Of course, obviously the Greek Freak and a lot of the old favorites like Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And we can't mention or forget, excuse me, we can't forget the beard James Harden and Damian Lillard and, and all these other guys that are kind of trying to rise up and, and take claim to the best player in the league. But speaking of Dame Lillard, I have to I have to give my perspective of the great epic classic series. I don't know if I can call it a classic series, but it was a really good competitive series between OKC and Portland. It's not a classic because Portland controlled the series. Um, relatively controlled the series. I can't say they, you know, they did in every game. I think OKC dropped a few games or a couple games they could have taken away from Portland. Um, but it was really, really classic in a sense of the competitiveness. You had two guys that go at it all the time, mano a mano, man to man, and that's with Russell Westbrook and Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard rised and shined during the whole series. I'm just glad that the whole freaking sports world got to finally appreciate how great of a player Dame Lillard is. The guy goes relatively ignored every single season because A, he plays in Portland, Oregon. B, he he plays in the same conference that has all the past MVPs in the past like five years with Russell Westbrook and he won one uh, MVP. And then you have, uh, of course, Steph Curry who won two MVPs, one being unanimous, which is ridiculous because Michael Jordan never won one unanimous MVP, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, it's just great to see that Dame Lillard finally get the respect he deserves because he's always overlooked. I don't know why, but people always love to overlook Dame Lillard because he doesn't talk a lot. He kind of just handles his business on the court when it's time to play. And this time, this series, he proved why he is one of the top stars in the league he completely dominated OKC he outplayed Russell Westbrook yes I said Westbrook he completely outplayed him and he closed out in one of the best moments of the year the closeout game over in Portland when he hit the game-winning three-pointer from like 30 plus feet away in Paul George's face and it was all over the internet. It was a great viral moment because he even posed in one of those nice, epic Dame Lillard looks that he looked at the camera and it was like a nice meme-worthy moment. Uh, it was just great, man. That's what makes the internet great. That's what makes social media great when you can have those types of moments and everybody can just rejoice and talk about it and share their thoughts, you know, joke, you know, their jokes and everything. It was just cool, you know, but Lillard is a top player he's been a top player for quite some time he's always ignored when it comes to these team usa teams he's always ignored when it comes to these all-star games and you know what this is the time for him to shine this is definitely the time for him to see you know for for the league to fall in love with him you know 
And I, I said it, man. I tweeted it out plenty of times with some and some of the people that I've talked to over uh, uh, Twitter, saying I'm definitely gonna buy me some Dame fives, and I'm gonna be hooping in them this summer because Dame Lillard definitely earned my respect even more than I already had. And I'm glad that he's now earning respect from those who do follow the game and say, hey, why do we keep ignoring Dame Lillard? We we look at all of these point guards. We talk about John Wall, who's now hurt. We talk about Steph Curry, obviously. We talk about Kyrie Irvin. We, you know, now we have to think. A lot of people put Kyrie Irvin over Dame Lillard. Is Kyrie Irvin really better than Dame Lillard? That's a question that needs to be really asked. And it's even before this series, before this season, Dame Lillard's always been a top-tier point guard. Not, again, because he plays in Portland and because he's in a strong and loaded Western Conference, he's always ignored. But now that people see him completely ball out of his mind against OKC, now people are starting to say, whoa, who the heck is this Dame Lillard dude? Why has he been ignored? Why are we not really watching his games? And now it, it it's a nice microscope on a player that deserves the microscope because of how good he is. Or microscope, well, magnifying glass, you know what I was trying to say. But anyway, they wait now for the winner of, uh, I believe, the Spurs and the Denver Nuggets, which has gone uh, to, it's going to game seven now. So that's going to be very interesting. And you know what? It's very realistic that uh, Portland could potentially make it to the Western Conference Finals. I can see Portland beat either Denver or uh, the Spurs. They're very they're talented enough to do it. So it's going to be very interesting to see. This whole playoffs is going to be very interesting because now you have OKC out of the playoffs, but now you have um, Houston Rockets going against Golden State Warriors. This is the rematch that everybody wanted to see after last year's great epic series. So that's going to be interesting. And then you're going to see uh, Portland, an up-and-coming team, go up against potentially the Spurs or the Denver Nuggets. So realistically, you could have a Western Conference of Portland against uh, Golden State Warriors or Portland against um, the Houston Rockets. And... You know, anything's up for grabs. I just love how the Western Conference is kind of up for grabs this year. I don't think that the Golden State Warriors will come out of this conference because there's some really strong teams. And then, you know, the Golden State Warriors have been leaky. They're they're not as strong as they once were. You can see that a lot of these teams are catching up. And I believe they won't get past this Houston series. But that's a whole other thing. I don't want to jump into that. Uh, but this is all about Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is one of the best point guards in the league. He's one of the best players in the league. So it's really good to see how he balled out of his mind. And you know what? And, and, and to Paul George, man, talking about he just he shot a bad shot. And I love how um, I can't remember the, um, the news person that tweeted this out. But this guy tweeted out, the efficiency of Dame Lillard shooting 25 to 30 feet. Newsflash, Paul George, he's very good at shooting 25 plus feet away. So a bad shot for you is not a bad shot for him. That's a great shot. So he just put it in your eye and you should have just gave the guy his due. Give him his credit. Great defense and greater offense deserves to have its props and respect. 
So, you know, Paul George is out of playoffs now, so he can be salty back at home and watch Dame Lillard get busy in the semis. So, yeah, shout out to Dame Lillard. I'm copping them Dame Fives. I'm probably going to get those, uh, I don't know, maybe get those home joints. You know, the the, the, the uh, Portland Blazer colors. <laughs> I like black, white, and red, preferably. <laughs> the NFL draft is amongst us, so I'm recording this now on Sunday. So, you know, a, a lot of a good portion of the draft has already passed, at least the part portion of the draft that most people care about, which is like the first, second and third rounds. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about only one and one pick in particular, and that is the New York Giants pick. I have to gloat. I have to make fun of these guys because I'm in the division. I'm a Cowboys fan. Guilty as charged. And I have to just relish in the misery of New York Giants fans and just chuckle up this moment and, and, and enjoy it and, and just and just revel in it because they just pick some guy that a I, I don't follow college football that much so I don't know much about a lot of these players I just know a lot of the big colleges Alabama stars and Clemson and also um, Oklahoma State and, and those teams because they've had a lot of uh, Heisman winners but this is just amazing to me that the New York football giants is in such disarray that they don't have the right direction. It's like the, you know, the organization is really in a midlife crisis right now. They don't have anybody over there that's making any really good decisions. So you can't use the number six pick overall to draft some kid from Duke University named Daniel Jones. Nobody seen this coming. Everybody, without a doubt, penciled in. At number six from Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins. Everybody penciled that in. They said, hey, Eli Manning is getting old and over the hill. His time is coming to an end. We need a quarterback of the future. This is Giants fans speaking. And what they do, I mean, what they did by just selecting Daniel Jones, completely skipping over all the other quarterbacks that were left on the on the board. You took this guy that you probably could have got in the later rounds. Sixth overall. And then lucky, lucky, lucky Washington Redskins, they got to sit back at their pick at number 15 and select Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins slipped all the way to pick 15 to the Washington Redskins. That is insane luck on the part of the Redskins because I don't think, and there's some reports saying that, you know, they weren't really looking for a quarterback at 15 and you you know you you can't fault them of that because they're saying well a lot of these guys aren't going to be available the Dwayne Haskins the Kyler Murray's all these guys aren't going to be available past 10 so it's only natural that their guys over there their player personnel guys over there are saying uh you know we're not going to really focus on a um, quarterback at this pick but once they seen (laughs) Dwayne Haskins slip past 10 they probably in that war room as they were going through their draft board probably said, oh, crap, we might actually end up getting Dwayne Haskins without having to move our pick or do anything. Man, if you're a Washington Redskins fan, you have to be um, very, very optimistic. You have to be very uh, jubilant with your pick because it is a good pick. And if you're a Giants fan, man, listen, you have to hope of all hopes that this Dwayne Haskins doesn't turn out at least halfway as what we th- uh, we think he may be. He has to not be as good 
as we think he may be in order for your pick to be justifiable at taking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. That's just insanity. Dwayne Haskins now has a new chip on his shoulder. Uh, they were showing over, you know, the, they were showing highlights of the draft and they were showing his reaction once he heard Daniel Jones's name get called. He had this really, really uh, interesting smirk on his face and he shook his head because he said, oh, okay, you think this guy's better than me? Watch this. And the, and the worst part about it is when you're a Giants fan, you overlooked Dwayne Haskins. You didn't pick him. And your insane bad luck, you ended up passing on this kid and he ended up going to a rival within your division. So now you have Dwayne Haskins that's going to be in that division. You're going to have Dak Prescott, my quarterback. Yes, my quarterback. And then you're going to have uh, Carson Wentz. And who are you going to have? A declining, rapidly declining Eli Manning and a future backup behind Eli and Daniel Jones who may not even be ready for this year and may not even be ready next year. So lots and lots of problems in Giants land. And you know what? I don't mind it. I don't care. I love it. And I hope they have even more problems because you know what that means? Easy W's for the Cowboys, baby. Easy W's. Looks like Kansas City Chiefs star Tyreek Hill has found himself in more hot water over this whole case about him abusing his child. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, well, apparently several months back, Tyreek Hill was being um, investigated for abusing his child. So his child ended up having a broke arm during a you know some kind of home accident or dispute or whatever it was, and he's been investigated for it. So, you know, news came out first that the district attorney wasn't going to pursue charges in the case with his child. Then news organization out there in KC leaked out audio detailing a completely different uh, situation where it had Tyreek Hill and his wife conversating over the accident and what had happened. And it basically suggested that they knew more than what they said. And number one and number two, it showed a very, very violent and mean streak that Tyreek Hill has um, with his potentially with his wife. It shows that he is abusive towards his wife or suggest at least that he is abusive towards his wife. And on the recording, it said, you should be scared of me, too, bitch. So he, that's what he said on this recording. So. This is this is not surprising at all if you follow the league, if you follow Tyreek Hill's situation. He had similar occurrences like this or something remotely close to um far as how he is with women. He has a spotty record when it comes to domestic violence. And this is something that was um red flagged on his record once he was in the NFL draft and why he fell to where he fell and how the Chiefs basically, in essence, stole him, where they ended up picking him. I don't remember where which uh, which round he fell into, but he definitely, for his skill talent, should have been drafted in the earlier rounds. But he didn't get drafted in the earlier rounds because of this type of flagrant stuff that seems to uh, permeate around him. In this case, in this situation, they are definitely, uh, the district attorney now is going to come back and investigate further on what other findings that they can get and the tape is just the is the you know one shoe and i'm sure the other shoe will fall because the, the kansas city chiefs have finally indefinitely suspended him 
Not sure what number of uh, games he'll be out, but right now he's not participating in any team functions. Um, And I mean, that's just a quick gist of the story. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs need to do a lot more. They need to do a lot more with Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill has the past. He does. Um, It's not an apples to apples situation here. This is no... This is in no way, in my opinion, similar to what they experienced with um, with uh, Kareem Hunt last year. Kareem Hunt's situation is not like this. See, this is the problem that I have with people and how they try to equate two, uh, situ- uh, two situations like this and make them similar. Like Kareem Hunt's situation was he was out somewhere in a hotel with friends and he they had women over and he didn't want to deal with the woman no more and he was on tape kicking the woman out of the hotel or wherever they were standing. He was literally uh, found uh, uh, seen on camera shoving the woman out of the hotel with his foot. And he got suspended almost the entire year. He got suspended 12 games last year, and he's getting suspended another six games this year. Just for that. It wasn't a Ray Rice situation where Ray Rice, compl- like, you know, in a disgusting scene on camera, uppercutted his wife. Literally, Tyson uppercutted his wife, and her, you know, she, her lifeless body hits the railing and falls on unconscious, and then he drags her out the elevator instead of picking her up. This ain't like that either, as far as Kareem Hunt is concerned. Tyreek's situation is similar to Ray Rice's situation, where it needs to be treated way differently than how Kareem Hunt was treated. Kareem Hunt was immediately suspended. I don't see why this is taking so long on the NFL's part and even on the Chiefs' part. Yes, he's a Pro Bowl receiver. He's a Pro Bowl return guy, gadget guy, whatever the case you may be, whatever little uh, category you want to put him as, but it doesn't matter. The rules are the rules. If you're going to suspend Ezekiel Elliott for baseless charges from a former disgruntled uh, girlfriend that he used to talk to and ignore... The, your own investigators, Roger Goodell, I'm speaking about, Roger Goodell ignored his own investigator uh, that, that he brought in for these types of domestic disputes and speaking to witnesses uh, or the, the victim in this case. He ignored her recommendation of not suspending Ezekiel Elliott because of baseless charges, because even two police departments didn't charge Ezekiel Elliott because they did thorough investigations on the matter. He still opted to suspend Ezekiel Elliott for six games. So I don't see how this is taking too long, and I don't expect this to take too long on the NFL side. They need to come in swiftly and suspend Tyreek Hill indefinitely until this investigation comes to a conclusion. No different than when Adrian Peterson got a whole year suspension. Yeah, he was gone an entire year for abusing his son and and basically, you know, beating his son. You know, parents nowadays don't beat their kids. I mean, I grew up in a different household. We got our ass kicked. We did. So it's different times, and I respect that because, you know, different times uh, and, and changing how we do things and how we treat our kids is the evolution of us as people. And as parents, so I don't really mind that and how we looked at at that, how we perceive that nowadays, that kind of tough love that we grew up on is no longer acceptable. And it's cool to me. And in Tyreek Hill's situation, you have two, you have two underlying things here. You have a Ray Rice situation potentially where, yeah, you might be actually uh, abusing your wife and two, you're abusing your child. So you got a Ray Rice 
and Adrian Peterson situation in one here. So there should be some uh, consequences coming down from this. The Chiefs need to step up. The NFL needs to step up and not be hypocrites and, and, and still carry the same law of order that they've been carrying out these last uh, few situations. So we'll see how this all develops. We'll see how this all breaks down. And of course, you know, yours truly will keep you posted. Washington State has gotten rid of the stupid daylight savings time that all of us have to endure twice a year. So let me read the article here. So Washington State permanent daylight savings time passed Washington State House 90 to 6. Uh, it was spearheaded by Representative Marcus Rosselli out of Rosselli, I think it's pronounced, out of uh, Spokane, Washington. So in the article, uh, Representative Rosselli says the people of Washington have said they want to hashtag ditch the switch. Shout out to him for being a little uh, pop culture <laughs> oriented there. But anyway, uh, want to ditch the switch and passing the spill sends that message loud and clear to the other Washington, meaning Washington, D.C. So a lot of people, the general consensus throughout the country is that they're just getting tired of daylight savings time. Messing with people's internal clocks is just not good anymore for people. And they just want a lot of states want this to be passed federally across the country and make it a federal law, whereas a lot of states don't have to act on their own. But this is what's happening. It's a groundswell of states coming to the consensus of, hey, the federal government doesn't want to get rid of daylight saving time or they're at least slow to getting rid of it. So us as uh, being a state legislator, we're, we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to enact that rule as our own state government and get rid of this thing. So, you know, shout out to them. Um, let me just read this from the article if you don't understand what daylight savings time is. So under daylight savings time, the sun rises and sets an hour later than it does during standard time. It essentially moves an hour of daylight from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. So this is why they play with these things. Um, this is mostly done, especially during uh, places like, you know, that have four seasons. Like I'm, I'm on the East Coast. So like during winter time, it gets darker. Or, you know, fall slash winter, it gets darker. So a lot of times that's when you get daylight savings time around, you know, Halloween. You get daylight savings time so you can save yourself an hour of daylight time. Um, but it, it sucks because you lose an hour, you know, of, of uh, I believe you lose an hour. I'm not sure how it works. It's, it's, it's so confusing and they need to just get rid of it. But anyway, uh, I'm going to read this, read on in this article. Voters in California last year backed initiative to adopt permanent daylight time. So uh, it also says what people want is that extra hour of light in the evening rather than the morning. So this is a good point here. We don't really give a shit about the, the morning. <laughs> Most of us don't even want to be up in the morning. So it doesn't really matter if it's light or dark. So, you know, I think it is more important to have that extra daylight in the evening versus the morning. Now, um, here's, here's, here's another uh, factoid here from the article. So uh, Stephen Calandrillo, a professor at the University of Washington School of Law, who has written extensively on the benefits of year-round daylight time, testified at the Senate committee this legislative session. He said studies show that permanent daylight time saves lives and reduces crime, among other benefits. So I'm not really sure how that works out. I mean, you would have to do more extensive studies to even prove that theory correct. But 
other benefits, in my opinion, the benefit is not having to worry about, uh, it, it really messes your schedule up. And I think it's just dumb, you know? I, I heard something back in the day, a, a different theory as to why they started it. And it was because so people can shop more. So people can go out in the stores and shop more with more daylight time. And, oh, I heard another theory that's it's for the farmers. So the farmers could work during the day, uh, have more daylight in the afternoons when they're crop uh, doing, you know, fielding their crops and things like that. So there's all these weird old school theories as to why we have this antiquated system. But the point is, we're the only ones that does this. Uh, that I can that I can think of, we're the only real major industrialized country that does uh, daylight savings time. It's pretty fucking stupid. A uh, major countries of the world, industrialized countries in the world doesn't do this so getting rid of this on a grander scale across the country would be the plan going forward that would be awesome i hope we can get to that some point here in my state of connecticut but you know we move at a snail's pace when it comes to every single thing so shout out to washington another shout out we've been doing a lot of shout outs during this podcast another shout out to washington state for just being progressive being with the times you know, now now you guys out in Washington can enjoy smoking your weed with one extra hour of daylight during the afternoon when you get out of work. That is all worth it, in my opinion. Hey, but that's all we got here on this episode of Voice Junkie Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, support the podcast any way you can. If you want to support us monetarily, the support link down below. Or just support us by just sharing the podcast sharing the episodes across all your socials that would definitely help out that will help our audience grow and help us grow as a platform and get better that's all i can wish for right thank you tune in to the next episode i'll holla at you peace